You are listening to Cold Lake Community Church Podcast. I hope today's message inspires you. Cold Lake Community Church, a place where families come together. The niche are our missionaries in Sri Lanka, and this thing that is so special about them is they're ours. This is the first couple that we got to not only invest in, but we got to release and send off into the mission field, and this is their first time back, and I know they're going to be here, I believe, till August somewhere, if I remember right, July, till, till July, and they're going to be traveling around to some of this, their supporting churches and this kind of stuff, but they wanted to kick off with their home church and to be able to be here and and uh, share with us as our, their family what is happening in Sri Lanka. You know, so one of the things, again, for our, for our guests is, is uh, we, you know that we, we uh, love blessings and stuff, but we also establish a culture of honor here. And with a culture of honor, you know, I, I watched on Facebook yesterday, so many people are putting up video clips on Facebook now. And I watched yesterday, I guess the flames put Vancouver out last night. Yeah, you know, so for some were happy, for some were sad, whatever. But they showed a, a clip of the Saddle Dome. Is it the Saddle Dome where they play? I, I think so. They showed a clip of the Saddle Dome, and, and they showed when the last goal went in the net and the, that the flames won and, and are moving on to the next round. They showed people in this place going bananas because someone put a puck in a net. You know what? These are our missionaries who are in Sri Lanka sharing Jesus. These are our missionaries who are on the front lines and they are putting the puck in the net and they are sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and they're kicking off their Canadian tour with their home church in here in Cold Lake. So let's welcome a big Cold Lake Community Church welcome to Nish and Kristen as they come and share the gospel. Amen. So be praying for Nish. He is uh, not feeling well right now. Um, hopefully he's not pregnant, but we haven't, checked a we haven't done a test yet. But we can do that after the service, but we just want to pray for him. Or it's just jet lag, one or the other. Wow, is it ever great to be here. Um, you know, there was moments we almost thought we wouldn't get here. <laughs> Some of you might know that. So last October, we had tried to come to Canada for a visit. But um, the one thing that held us back was Nish needed a travel document to get back. And long story short, the doors were closed. But, you know, we just prayed and trusted the Lord the whole way through. As much as we were excited to visit Canada, because it's always great to come back here and be with friends and family. Um, but we just accepted the fact that maybe God had a better plan for us in all of those things. And the door closed, and we ended up rescheduling for April. So things seemed to be smooth sailing in the sense that we booked our tickets, um, probably early February, March, or something like that. We were on our way, and things were going good. And, um, you know, but just at the last minute, there's still little things that, you know, God often just keeps you 
wanting to trust him more in it. And um, so as, you know, everything was good with our tickets. We all had our passports. Everything was good in that sense. A week before flying, our travel agent emailed us and said, there's a strike happening at the Paris airport, and you're supposed to fly on the day that it's on strike, so you may not be going. And she said nothing else, <laughs> like, no, what we're going to do, nothing like that, just that. So we're like, great, is our trip going to be canceled, or are they going to reroute us, or what's going to happen? We found out that the strike didn't happen, so we were like, praise the Lord for that. Um, on our last day, we had some quick errands to run, last few minute things to grab. Um, we ended up driving away, and suddenly we had this huge flat tire on our vehicle, and we're like, oh, Lord, we don't have time for this right now. <laughs> what are you trying to do? But anyways, Nish was able to put a spare and fix that. Then we finally made it to the airport, and, you know, we were all excited. Anisha had her little suitcase in her hand. She's just like, where's my airplane? I'm going to Canada. She was too excited. We get to our ticketing counter, and they're like, just give us a few minutes, ma'am and sir. And we're like, oh, okay. It took a little longer than a few minutes. We're actually going to have to reroute you because your flight to Paris right now is delayed, and we're not sure you'll make your connections and stuff like that. We're like, great. This is just wonderful. And um, then they came back with a reroute, and they're like, but it doesn't leave till tomorrow. And we're just like, here's our little daughter, like, ready to put her suitcase up there and go. And we're like, please, is there nothing we could do for tonight? Sure enough, they did some working for us, and we went through Rome instead, and we got here. Um, so, you know, it was trusting the Lord all the way through up into the last minute. And John 14, 1 says, don't let your hearts be troubled. You know, there was trouble in our hearts at those moments, but we had to remind ourselves to trust in the Lord. And it says, trust in God and trust also in me. So, you know, God has been very faithful, and he was faithful to get us here. So we're grateful for that today. Yeah, and thank you for the call. Like, welcome. Actually, I missed it. <laughs> First, you know, like, came back. Anyways, uh, where have we been? We were in Sri Lanka, of course. Uh, yeah, we did. Uh, we were there for one and a half years. And uh, so during this time, uh, our main target was to build the center for the kids and youth center. But during that, we had more things to do too. We did a VBS, was uh, very successful actually. Uh, was in three language, uh, well, lots of complicated, what do you call it, like, complica com complications, but still was good. And uh, uh, we did lots, not lots of outreach, but few outreaches, like long, long, in Sri Lanka, long, long-term outreaches. We went to a place called Ampara. It was uh, really a good place uh, for a children, uh, children program and a worship. Uh, we had a worship team with us, so we went with them. And the best thing w was uh, during this uh, outreach, uh, we had about over 60 kids, and uh, there was new six new families next day came to church. Like when pastors were like like six families at once. They were like, what was the reason? They were like, our kids went at home and shared about this program. And here, our whole family wanted to come to church to see what's happening, right? So we were like, praise the Lord. You know, that's what we are there for. Like, it's, it was a rural area, you know, for people to come in a tractor, you know, come in a three-wheeler. And it's not easy. Like, some people actually walk, like, four or five kilometers, right? But this six families like with kids, parents, and grandparents, all were there. So praise the Lord for that. And now uh, I had a chance uh, preaching on uh, different churches and doing, we did another uh, children ministry program. And uh, 
Yeah, we do lots of kind of like that thing, and we also did a puppet school, uh, one week, one week puppet school. Uh, teach them how to do it, uh, how to make puppets, and how to use it uh, in the children ministry. So that was very successful. You can see uh, that was our uh, students, and also we do uh, some uh, something called card project with uh, some workers to you know to raise their own funds uh, among uh, locals. So. So that's really good. So this is what's happening in Sri Lanka right now. Yeah, so we've been there a year and a half, and it was really a time for us to settle as a family, um, adopting to both culture, language, of course, welcoming another baby into our life, adjusting to those kind of things. So there was lots of um, adjustments on our part as a family, but we settled in a wonderful home where we feel uh, comfortable in. And, you know, opportunities have been just um, really opening up to us. We just remain sensitive to what the Holy Spirit wants, where he wants to lead us and guide us. And, you know, we've had teaching opportunities. A lot of people are interested to learn English. And it's a really big benefit for them for ministry opportunities to travel themselves overseas. You know, a lot of them want to go on missions trips themselves. So we've been able to teach English class at a local Bible college as well. So, you know, doors, you know, they've just been opening. Like, you know, we went with a willingness. We said, Lord, please use us. And we just come into contact with different individuals who say, hey, we have a need. Help us. Um, help us in this area. And we're able to because of funding, because of your guys' support, all those things, say yes to opportunities that God has. And, you know, it really equips the locals to expand that even further. So we just praise God for that. Um, yeah, and at, on top of all of that, our main focus was this center that really we felt God leading us in. So I just wanted to challenge you with a question. So how many of you believe that God is the giver of dreams? How many of you? Great. You know, God put a dream in our heart when we were actually just getting to know one another. We just, you know, you always go back and forth. What would you like to do with your life? Where do you see yourself? What are some of your hopes, some of your dreams? And Nish and I really had shared this idea of a community center or a facility where we could minister to children and youth. And God, so God began to stir even at that time, um, that passion for that, even in our early stage of relationship. And so our goal for serving in Sri Lanka became to establish this community center for kids. And, um, you know, we just trusted God with that dream. It took a long time. It was a long process in the making. And, um, you know, it didn't always happen in the way we thought. But I was just reading something a little bit uh, a while ago, and it said that God has a plan for each of us, and he always fulfills that dreams, those dreams. So, you know, you may be holding on to a dream right now in your own life, and you're not really seeing the fruition of it yet. But I believe that if you just you know, take the necessary steps and not um, forget it and keep going to God with it. I believe he's going to fulfill it for you. Um, there's some people in the Bible that we all know well uh, who had dreams in their life, and um, they were fulfilled, not exactly in the way maybe they expected, but they were fulfilled according to God's will. So Abraham and Sarah dreamed of having lots of kids together, but God ended up giving them one son who would, along with Abraham, be instrumental part in an incredible covenant between God and God's people. Moses had a dream of growing up in Pharaoh's palace, but God dreamed of sending him into the desert for 40 years, then using Moses to lead God's people out of Egypt. You know, God's plan. Hannah had a dream of raising a large family, but God dreamed of her having one son, Samuel, who would be dedicated to the Lord's service. So the moral of the story is God, God's dreams for me, for you, 
are better than my dreams for you and for me. And God will always fulfill them in his perfect timing. Um, you know, so we arrived in Sri Lanka not knowing when this center would come about. Um, but we took the necessary steps to go there. Yeah, the dreams. Uh, was not easy, like, you know, like, the finance was not there and the weather was not with us. Uh, some of you know we had a f we had lots of flooding in Sri Lanka and you know from the start from the s the start of the center you know the everything you know some not everything I don't say everything but things went wrong but was when it came to God's timing you know we didn't give up that's the main part of dream if you don't give up you will be success right we had a our we had a, uh, almost. 13 and a half feet retaining wall. We were done and we were so happy, you know. And suddenly rain start. It's, oh, sorry. But the rain start and, you know, I was at home and uh, I, my brother was living uh, next to the center. So I was like, I should call my brother and see what's happening. Is it raining there too? Like it's four or five kilometers away, but sometimes it doesn't rain there and sometimes it doesn't rain to our place, even though it's four kilometers. But I was just, you know, like, just rang my brother and said, is it raining there? Is it heavy rain? And I suddenly heard a lady screaming. It was like uh, calling, you know, my uh, brother. He, uh, she called pastor uncle, uh, pastor, yeah, which is pastor brother. Uh, pastor brother, your brother's wall fell down. I was like, great. You know, like, because he didn't even tell me. And I heard it over the phone. She was screaming. Anyway, I took the vehicle and I, it was like heavy rain, even you should have seen, like, road. We couldn't even go through. Electric poles were fallen, you know, wires everywhere, live wires. And, but I didn't care about that. I just went and I was like, just saw this big wall falling down. But then we rode past lands and, we were, of course, we were discouraged because that was lots of money. You know, that's lots of money plus it was lots of labor, right? Because it's like 5,000 5, maybe, if you say, four, four to 5,000 Canadian dollars. Because it's, it's a big wall. It's, it's long and big wall. And it was like, oh, we are on a tight budget and what we are going to do. But when Pastor Lance said, don't be discouraged and hang on to your dreams. You know, like, uh, I, I think uh, I still have the, tech, uh, the email he sent. Anyways, uh, we were so, you know, like lots of people were saying many things. But we're like, yeah, it must be something to learn. You know, we have to rebuild the wall. You know, Nehemiah did. Nehemiah had the weapon on his hand and he rebuilt it. Like, we were like, within two weeks, we built that wall. Amen? We, we took it up to the, uh, not to the 13 feet level, but at least to the nine, nine foot level. Anyway, you'll, you'll see the water coming from, that's actually just from our land. Nothing, nowhere else, just coming from. Imagine how much rain it got. Now, we have good plumbing. Now, now I have done little plumbing on that. Anyways, yeah, that's, that's it. <laughs> yeah, so, <clears throat> you know, we learned, we had some short uh, things happen that weren't working for us, but you know, even with that retaining wall going down, we were so thankful that nobody um, ended up under that wall. You know, the neighbor said her son normally comes home right about that exact time that the wall went down, and he could have walked right past her that moment, so we were like, praise God for that. Um, Nish's parents actually lived 
at the center, at, at the building site, for the entire building site. And we don't know where they would have been in that moment, but they happened to not be there that day when this thing happened. So, you know, there was many things to praise God for on that. And, you know, we just said, you know, maybe that structure wasn't built good enough. And, you know, God knew that. And it could have happened later on when we had children there um, where it could have been a worst-case scenario. Um, so, you know, many things happen. But, you know, God... Um, soon after arriving in Sri Lanka, the funding became available for the building of the center. And we were just like, you want this now? Like, we thought we'd be settling, doing some other things, but God made a way for the building to get up um, financially quite quickly. And, you know, there was little God moments all the way along um, in this building of the center. You know, we didn't have water. We didn't have electricity. We didn't have a road. Uh, equipped to even bring equipment up there. And, you know, as we, uh, Nish and I, began to pray for those things, um, and just, you know, Nish would be on the verge, like, maybe I should go speak to the board, the water board, or maybe I should go to the electricity board to get things moving on this water. And, um, you know, as we would speak, those things where we would maybe try to act in our own wisdom and ability and go and push the system, um, on those very days, uh, Nish would arrive at the building site and there would be the water person saying, I'm putting in your pipes today. Um, we're starting the road construction today. Your electricity is going to be gone today. It literally happened like that. Like we would just start to almost doubt it that this would happen and God would see it through. So we were, you know, we would just be astounded in our own um, understanding of it all that, you know, God, more than us wanting this dream to be fulfilled and succeed, you want this dream to be fulfilled and succeed. And um, many of those happened, many stories like that happened along the way. So um, here's just some pictures of some construction. We had many people help us out uh, with the building project and put their hands to those walls that are eventually going to be a great blessing to many. Just a little testimony. Uh there was one guy in our crew, I was a very young guy, and while we were doing, and he wanted to know Jesus, and just in, sh in brief, he became a Christian. He was, you know, like he came to church right after, you know, we talked to him, and he's our uh, working crew, one guy from the working crew. So, praise Lord, and it's already started to happen in our center. Yeah, we really believe that, you know, Jesus was going to uh, be revealed to kids and youth that were going to come to the center. You know, we maybe weren't thinking of the construction crew that we hired, but he just, he kept saying to Nish, I, I'm interested, I'd like to come to your church one day. And he just had a lot of people relating to him that obviously just um, had the love of Jesus on him, and he started asking questions, and he's faithful. He even gives up work um, Sunday mornings to go to church, and then he'll go back to the center and work. So, you know, for those changes to be happened, we're just like, you know, this, if it was just for this one life to be saved, this building was worth doing, right? And he did free work, lots of free work yeah. for us. Yeah, he, evening, so yeah. yeah, he's been one of the most faithful servants there. Um, so at the end of this all, um, this is the final result. We completed the center. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it was up to the very last minute. Nish spent a lot of days and a lot of nights, and he asked everybody he knew to come and help, lend a hand, paint, do everything. But you know what? He even planted grass and flowers. It's that complete. <laughs> so, you know, I think that's maybe why he's feeling a little under the weather, because he literally was working at it until we got on that plane. Um, but, yeah, so 
that is the name above there. We call it the bud, which means building up dreams. And we just, um, so in Sri Lanka, tea is a very famous thing. And the most important of a tea plant is the bud. They call it even um, a gold leaf tea, which is a very uh, rich, expensive tea that you could have. So we just, we had a picture in our mind of this bud from a tea plant. Um, and uh, so that's why we decided to call the center the bud, uh, to build up dreams in the lives of many young people. And, uh, go ahead. Yeah, and so on April 14th, um, so we had another church come alongside us, Westside Family Fellowship in Prince George, B.C., a church I grew up as a child and my uncle actually pastored. So they had a woman who um, was ill and on her last days, and she had committed to give her life insurance um, to some sort of ministry, and it ended up um, in our hands. And uh, so that's what, how we built the center. So on April 14th, this, team, this group from Canada also came, and we dedicated the center to the Lord um, and just had some great time of prayer, fellowship, and a commitment of what this center is going to be for the future. So the door, like, there's nothing operating there right now. Um, when we return to Sri Lanka, we will be opening the doors to the community, advertising different things like English classes, computer classes, really practical um, things where we can tap into the lives of others and impact them with the love of Jesus. So the vision, really, for this center is to be a light in the community, there's lots of needs in that community. We've seen them all around, even with a few neighbors that we have next door to us at the center. Um, you know, Nish and I, our hearts are broken for them. And, and, you know, there's been little things where we're like, you know, when we can open that center, we can do this for them. Or we can offer them this. Or we can be um, more uh, around them at that time. So we're excited about that. And it'll be to offer, like, after school and extracurricular activities. Um, and really where we can just disciple and create opportunities for the future generation. Um, Sri Lanka is a nation in great need. They've survived a civil war. They've seen a tsunami. Um, government, very destructive at time, very broken. Um, a lot of people feel very hopeless about the future a lot of times. And, and they're very discouraged or many live in poverty. Um, so there's great needs to be met, especially we feel in the younger generation because they're the hope, they're the future for that nation, um, and we just believe God has great things in store. Yeah, so there's some pictures of the opening. We also had Peter McIntosh. He's the regional leader um, for all missionaries in Southeast Asia. He was there to be with us. And then a picture just below him was everybody present. So that would have been some of our family there, some friends, people that we've been ministering with, um, and then, of course, the team from Canada. And they really be, uh, spent a good time praying over us um, as leaders for that center and for what that center is going to mean. So we just put up there with all with God, all things po are possible. Um, you know, God really saw it through ultimately, and He we believe uh, He's got 
great plans within those walls of that center and that is just going to radiate um, the village and the area around uh, with the love of Christ. And we're just so grateful that we can um, help facilitate that, be used ourselves by that. You know, we feel incapable a lot of the times, but we know God has um, called us to it um, and uh, we're excited about it. So I'm going to share a bit. Rupees? So not rupees. <laughs> no, we went and Arvind and the team, you know, just getting some rupees. And, but when they came, they're like, yeah, we're gonna, you know, we're going to help you with that. So we were so happy when they came. Like, we just had to go back and start. So it's just, you know, like, thanks God for things he has done. Like. Yeah. And so we're here for three months, um, if anybody's wondering. We came back, of course, to visit all our supporting churches. So we'll be traveling a lot around Alberta. Um, and of course, this is our home base, and we'll be here in Cold Lake a lot, so we'd love to fellowship with anybody um, <clears throat> who's willing. Uh, we're here to renew Nish's permanent resident card. We need a lot of prayer for that, because we're not quite sure how that's all going to go through, but he needs it in order to return to Sri Lanka, so that's a very important thing on our agenda, and just for safety and health while we travel. You know, we've jet lags hit us pretty hard. We've only been in Canada about one week now, and you know, we're just trying to get over this. Um, next weekend, we're heading to Vermilion, Vagerville, onto Edmonton for district conference, and then off to Peace River, Fairview, and then Prince George, BC. So we've got a big road trip ahead of us. Um, but we're just excited about the um, opportunities that we'll have to share what God's done um, to fellowship with others. And um, then when we get back, we'll be heading straight on to opening the doors of the center and um, just seeing what God has to do with that. So we're very excited. Yeah, so, yeah, and you know, we just want to thank, especially Cold Lake Community Church, you guys have meant so much to us. Um, we've still felt connected, even though we're thousands and thousands and thousands of miles away for you. Um, we have friends that are for life here, and so we just thank you so much for that. Um, you know, we're excited that we might have a team coming to Sri Lanka at the end of um, probably November sometimes, so we welcome you as well. There's lots of opportunities to serve in Sri Lanka. I've been teaching an English class, and they're always looking for volunteers, so if there's something tearing on your heart to come over to a third world country, 
uh, please speak with us, and we could definitely connect you in some sort of way or speak to Pastor Lance and Cindy about that as well. Um, and we would just love to keep the connection of Canada and Sri Lanka. Um, there's great things that can be done with that connection. So we just thank you. Amen. Don't you just love these guys? Yeah. Let's just take a moment and we'll raise our hands forward and we'll pray a blessing over them. But before we just uh, go there, you know, if you would like to make a, a donation to Christian Nation and, uh, and uh, Sri Lanka, then you can do so afterwards at Action Central. We do support them on a monthly basis. So if you'd like to support them monthly, we'd love to have you join us. And, uh, and again, you can sign up there for Action Central or go online at clccconline.ca and uh, you can set up your bank account to, uh, to go to Sri Lanka every single week, every single month, whatever you want to set that up for. Let's pray. Father, we are so excited to see the bud starting to blossom. And God, just to see what you have done and to see, Lord, how many miracle after miracle with the water guy and with the wall, Lord, it's just amazing to see, God, when you order the pizza, you pay the bill. And I just thank you so much, Lord Jesus, for what you're doing. And as we're getting ready to, to go home and to step into this new center, Lord, we just pray, God, that you would just expand their vision, that, God, these crazy ideas would come which would just minister to so many people, that they would be right in the forefront, the cutting edge of what you want to complete and what you want to do in Sri Lanka. I pray for health. I pray for traveling mercies. I pray, Father God, that, uh, that everything would go just smoothly with the car seat and with, uh, with just uh, getting to, from place to place safely and sound. We just thank you so much for this couple and for the heart that they have to serve, and we bless you today in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you've been blessed by this teaching from Coley Community Church. Thank you for your continued support of this ministry. Holy Community Church, a place where families come together.